Hello out there. Welcome. You are listening to the Rendy Reviews Network podcast, and this is the premiere of one of the new shows, one of the first non-Rendy Ruins Your Childhood affiliated podcasts. Just call it Mine and Rendy. Mine and Rendy. Mine and Rendy. She gets it's top subtle. Line. It it gets the point across. So and yeah, mine. Please explain to Yahar your relation to me and why are we doing this? We are doing this because I have been working with Rendy for like two years now. I think you gotta introduce yourself to the world first. This is the first time everybody knows me at the <sighs> moment. People, I got, I got. This is your platform. You're top billing. You gotta. All right, all right. Let's sell yourself. All right. Well, my name is Mayan. I am a writer, but I got involved with Rendy's work as an editor. We got started with that because he could have used my help with some grammar and stuff. Uh, all of the time. <laughs> could have. I needed. Yeah. I was desperate. Yeah. Reddit was getting on my ass. Yeah. So I hopped on board and then we've just spun off from there with film but i am mostly a music journalist and i write a lot of nerd stuff too anime and comic books and i'm into video games so we just do it all yeah we're all we have range she has range there's range she, does there, range. she has the range <laughs> she has the range <laughs> she has it all <laughs> but with Randy, it's film yeah, it's film. Un- unfortunately, I I, <laughs> I force you to go to the one binary. Of <laughs> 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 We're film, so that's what I've got going on. I'm writing with Sound Digest and Comic Book Resources, but Rendy Reviews is my heart and soul. Oh, <laughs> great! Yeah, uh, yeah. We have a history. There's history. I didn't put that ten dollars in her pocket <laughs> <laughs> for her to say that. That was a ten. <laughs> I thought that was a twenty. <laughs> It was a one. It was a one. <laughs> was that one scene from the, Hustlers? The plot thickens. Oh god. oh god. Yeah. So the the basis of this podcast is um for mine and Randy is just us just because we watch a lot of movies together, a lot of pretty much big name blockbusters and stuff like yeah. that. We're forced to be vague as fuck when we have to review them. Yeah. We don't need to spoil it for the masses, but sometimes you really want to. Yeah, especially when you when it's something that has to deal with like one of the biggest like either best elements or biggest flaw of the movie. Yeah, because then you can't like if the biggest flaw in a movie is a spoiler, you can't talk about. I don't know. You can't really critique it without giving stuff away, and then people get mad when you give stuff away, and it's like, well, how do you want me to talk about this then? Yeah, exactly. Because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Until, like, the movie comes out of the, you just have to, like, tweet about it, and that's it. But even then, it's not fulfilling. It's not that fulfilling. No, it's not the same. It's not the same, because by then, I guess the uh, excitement is already worn off, and it's like you don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing was more stressful than going to see Avengers Endgame and then just, like, having to review that without, like, giving anything of, like, the time travel shit away, you know? And even though, like, everybody knew time travel was going to be involved, right when I wrote it down, there are just people, I don't know, from some sources, just like, oh, this has a spoiler, and I'm like, this is not fucking spoilers. I'm just giving in a way a plot detail you know yeah the, you, this... you got some flack for that i remember like i saw a screenshot or something and this guy was like you can't post spoilers and you're like all you did was say that there was time traveling or a time skip or something in the movie yeah yeah that pissed people off so yeah you can't talk about anything Woo. 
Yeah. So that's why we have this podcast, so we can talk about shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, we're talking about shit. Yeah. But unfortunately, neither of us has seen anything new this year. No, at least not together. Yeah, you've seen a few of the latest releases. I've yeah, kind true. of, I'm still catching up on other stuff. I mean, and even then, it's just like nothing, nothing to really talk about. Like, I've only seen like three of the five new movies that came out. and I The don't Grudge, feel- Underwater, Like a Boss, and Doolittle. That's four. Yeah. I didn't see The Grudge. Oh, like, oh, because right. I Because I, to- I was like specifically like, all right, this is going to be our first movie. And then right when like the reviews came out, it was just, it was just right. like, it was I just, just like, nah. And I haven't seen Bad Boys for Life and I wanted to do that either today or tomorrow. I feel like I'll do it tomorrow. Okay. Just for myself. Yeah. Or probably later tonight. Who knows? Because considering if I'm not going to like, when I hit the train, I'm just going to like pass the fuck out. But yeah, no, this episode is pretty much dedicated to previewing what's coming out this year upcoming releases and stuff like that we run down together as like a little preview of you know which episodes we want to do together for this series yeah should we just like get into it this is being recorded like near the tail end of january like a few days before sundance and even with sundance like all right well these movies are gonna be like have to be thrown into the calendar whenever they get picked up or whatever well there are a few end of january films which we haven't seen yet yeah you know start from beginning the the very beginning which was grudge <laughs> yay which nobody saw yeah and i'm a i'm a huge horror geek and everything i've heard about the grudge sounds awful because nothing will ever top the original not the sarah michelle geller one that was a remake an american remake but hers appears to be far better than whatever it was that was released this year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Whatever so. this version of The Grudge is, I have not heard a single good thing about it. And the trailers did look promising. I don't know, to me at least. I, I mean, they, they really kind of like try to emphasize on the R rating. Yeah. As the entire marketing. Like, hey, this Grudge is rated R, you know? Remember, remember The Grudge from like nearly 15 years ago yeah <laughs> you know it came out in 2004 and it was pg-13 and that was like it doesn't matter if a horror movie is pg-13 you could still do something good with it yeah i mean also sarah michelle geller but jew on the original grudge was rated r yeah but obviously the, yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. then america watered that down <laughs> as they do but yeah the original japanese jew on was was pretty good i enjoyed sarah michelle geller's run for my own reasons because Daphne was my favorite Scooby-Doo character. Not really. <laughs> yeah, I love Sarah Michelle Gellar because of, you know, not not uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, but because of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, it's a it's a childhood thing that stuck with me. I can't help it. Great, <laughs> you'll be the guest <laughs> for the Rendy Ruins episode when we do when we do Scooby Doo. Actually, yeah, that's that's fitting. I'll <laughs> have to hop on that. Yeah. So the grudge happened, came through, disappointed everyone. That's great. It just took a little bit of change and left. I as hope, a, as every horror movie does. You know, yeah. God forbid you can make a horror movie over fifty million dollars. But also, a horror movie in January is not always the most. Uh, promising thing actually any movie in january <laughs> well there's some exceptions there's we'll get into those okay uh so the week after yeah we had underwater the christmas store led sci-fi horror thriller um there's also horror pg-13 horror really yeah it's pretty much just like alien a deep blue sea with less character or you know just more tropes but there was like this amazing alien design, like this the creature design that by the end that was so freaking cool that I was like, you know what? 
this this is overall thing is a two, but for making me actually have an audible reaction, this is getting a four. And not four. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hey, whoa. <laughs> this is getting a two. Sorry, I just saw like a message and Skyrocketed. just like a number just, <laughs> just popped into my head. You're, You're like, uh, a receives text message. Underwater's a six. Whoa. <laughs> Best of the year. <laughs> Best of 2020. <laughs> and we just got started. Yeah, I know. You go, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> it was hey, it was her in the freaking, what was it? Well, she was just wearing like a bikini, not bikini suit. What do you call those? It's like. I didn't see the movie. Crop top. Yeah, there you go. It's a crop top Shame. and whatever I, I forget descriptions of clothing especially of of women does like yeah how does like refer to them like and, yeah uh, i get you I, I get where you're going yeah i didn't see the movie so yeah. i don't know how sports to sports bra and sports okay crop top <laughs> right i don't know clothes i don't know clothes <laughs> all i know is the basics the tees the long <laughs> sleeves the pants jeans. pants she wore pants she didn't wear pants. She didn't. <laughs> no, it oh. was, it was, I, it was, I said it was sports bra and sports undergarment. Oh my god! I can't. It's not panties, but you know it's the other thing. I don't know. Let's, anyway, so yeah, the anyway, movie. Yeah, two point five. Fuck it. <laughs> before, yeah. before I stress myself out with this, like a boss, which everybody hates, but I kind of really liked. Like it, like I, not like really liked. I just thought it was fine because of Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne's like chemistry um, and their friendship that those their characters had. But the movie itself is just like, all right, how can we do every studio comedy generic predictable joke? And you're just like, wow, if this had more confidence within itself, it would have been at least something that was like fun, more fun than it was. But for the time being, I was entertained, and the movie's like only an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, some movies, you just have to say, hey, it wasn't great, but I had a fun time, and also it wasn't three hours long, so, you know, it didn't take up too much of your day. It just is what it is. It just came and went, really. Yeah. At least it had the courtesy of being short. I mean, I know. Yeah. Like, I I have a personal rule. And it applies to every comedy movie. I don't give a fuck which one it is. If your movie is over two hours long, like if your comedy is like hits the two hour point, you lose a star. Like I know that's harsh, but no comedy. That's interesting. But no comedy needs to be over two hours. I feel that so many Judd Apatow movies, yeah, are over two hours, and you feel their length, and just you know, and then by like the two hour point, I'm like, all right, you don't, you, I don't need to sit through this for this long. Like the only the only exception that I had was Spy. And it was because they actually made a, an adventure movie, like an adventure story, along with the comedy too. Like it was something that was epic. That okay. you know that was fun. But everything else, if it's just like a regular studio comedy, you know, like no visual effects, nothing like that, then it's you know you don't need to be two hours. Like come on. Well, speaking of studio comedies with visual effects, Doolittle. <laughs> Doolittle, Rendy. Uh, How um, <laughs> would you like to express yourself here? Uh, I think the Reddit redditor who whistleblowed on all that movie did it for everybody else. <laughs> because um, wow, people really hate this movie. As for good reason. And for good reason, yeah, yeah, good yeah, reason. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've never been to an LA press screening before and until like last week when i was like my flight was at 9 p.m and like i was like all right i have to review a movie this week when i was like when is the doolittle screening and you know um i got my press invite uh, to see it and, like you said in new york or la i'm like thank god i'm in la might as well do this before i leave 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, they gave they gave everybody free popcorn, soda, whatever. That's always a plus. Yeah, that's always yeah, a, that's plus, a plus, but it's not enough. It's not enough. It wasn't enough. <laughs> it wasn't enough. Robert Downey Jr., what are you doing? We were all rooting for you. <laughs> you were the chosen one. You were the chosen. <laughs> you brought the MCU to life. He was Even the he father. <laughs> well, yeah. But also... He's Robert Downey Jr. Mm, and what is that He can to do mean? better. No. He should be doing better. He should be doing A24 movies. That's what he should yes. be doing. Yes. Oh, yes. We would love to see it. That would be, oh my God, dude. Imagine. He, yeah. He would have been like top of his game. Yeah. But it's like the first thing he wanted to do after <laughs> after being Tony Stark. I'll be Dr. Doolittle for this family movie that was directed by a guy who has like little to no experiences in the field of like having to, he never did the guy who directed it had no idea what the fuck he was doing because like none of his movies ever had like any form of visual effects to work with because like a movie like this there had to be so much like pre-production work you know planning all, out the shots especially when you have to deal with like so many different animal characters right and one of like the worst aspects of the movie was that it was unable to like at least make it believable that this you know that dr doolittle was occupying the same space as right. these animals yeah because yeah. so many of the shots of dr doolittle would be in close-ups and then the following shot would just be of the animal just interacting and then they will like there's barely any like shots of them on like the same screen unless it's like an establishing shot that only lasts for three or four seconds and the animations of the animals varies like sometimes it's good sometimes it's really bad the laws of physics never really apply so you don't even get that oomph you know like any any weight of it and it's just like wow even the shittiest of these kind of movies at least had the basic necessity of like occupying the same space as the humans that they're interacting with like freaking zookeeper you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know as shitty as that movie was at least you could believe that kevin james was talking to these animals right. you know <laughs> look at all those chipmunks movies as yes. crappy as they were you, you still felt like jason lee was interacting with those chipmunks in some sort of way Calvin. you know even like the worst of the worst they got the number one aspect done but this was just it was just no rdj RDG. come on yeah, redeem well, yourself one day he probably later on in the year like maybe he'll come back with like this indie well, hopefully he just gets to an indie indie movie production so that's what he needs right now he's a talented man he'll figure it out or he, he could just like retire for a bit he could just go away for a while he'll be fine <laughs> he, it's what he deserves Randy tells Robert Downey Jr. to go away like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this podcast becoming <laughs> jeez um, we have Bad Boys for Life I didn't get to see this just yet but I spent the weekend watching the first two Bad Boys movies they're fun. I yeah. like I like them. And they're both like Michael Bay movies too. It was Michael Bay at his like his prime. The first movie is just like the birth of Michael Bay. And then Bad Boys 2 is pretty much like you know, like how like the birth of Jesus and then <laughs> and then then like Jesus walking on water. <laughs> Bad Boys <laughs> 2 is Michael Bay walking on water in his most okay. bayest direction that we were able to digest at least. Wow, that was quite the uh, <laughs> string of words you just threw out there. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in its own way, yes. Yeah. 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 But this one wasn't directed by Michael Bay, which kind of like had me like a bit skeptical, but I've heard how 
is still Martin Lawrence and Will Smith's movie. It's still them having fun, having great banter. And I kind of want to see that. I want to see that for them. There's Riverdale representation. Oh, God. Charles Melton. Yeah, Charles Melton, Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Hudgens, High School Musical representation. Yes. It's weird because like, there's a freaking joke. Like Melton, Hudgens, and Lud- Ludwig are part of this ops team called Ammo. And, and, and Will Smith says, like, Ammo is like this high school musical ba- yeah, like, yeah, baby. So I'm that. like, well, one of, them, one of them actually was in high school. So you're not that far off. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that was a little... It, it might have been on purpose, I think. Yeah. yeah. Was, I don't know if that was either the script or like, ah, living, but hey, yeah. go off, I guess. Well, that's everything that's come out, all the big releases so far. Now we're diving into what's left of January. And now we're diving into the future. future the future. future. Woo. The future has arrived. So what's next on your radar? Because for me, The Turning, horror movie. However, it is uh, supernatural horror. That's not my favorite subcategory. <laughs> and it's universal again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they won't fuck it up this time. Maybe. I, I'm down to give it a shot, but I'm always skeptical when it comes to supernatural horror because there's a formula that I've grown very uh, tired yeah. of which so. one which one is it? for supernatural like anything that has to do with ghosts ghost stories and kids i've watched so many i mean <sighs> kids are just in general a little terrifying to me like kids are <laughs> yeah but not when the kid is you know mooney from the florida project right yeah. But and then and then Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, like they ain't creepy. I, I don't know. They're, they're both too adorable to not you know to not be creepy. Not Finn. I don't find Finn creepy at all. It's just yeah. To me, it's like okay, well, this adorable kid's in a ghost movie. Obviously, he or she is going to I don't know like make you feel uneasy in one way or another because that's kind of the formula that they follow with those films. They make the kids the most terrifying things I've okay. ever seen. Like I, I, the kids themselves are creepy, but the movies usually underwhelm me a little bit. Oh, because gotcha. I always walk away from them going, "Oh wow, the kid was creepy." The rest of the story, I really don't don't care for because it's just another ghost story. But I always give them a shot. Or mom? No, not mama. Maybe mama. Well, since you brought up mama, Goodnight Mommy is a really great film. I don't know if you've seen it. I've the ne- German. I've heard, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. With the two kids and. Well, I'm not going to give anything away because it's a crazy ass film. But to me, that's still one of like my favorite creepy films of all time. Good night, mommy. Good stuff. But turning, I'll I'll give it a shot. I don't know if you will. I mean, because like, (laughs) funny enough, I thought my screening of. uh, So I'm leaving for Sundance on Wednesday. And I initially thought this week I was leaving on Thursday. And I signed up to go to the press screening for the turning, which is on Wednesday. And then it's just like, oh. I won't be in town for that. Oh, looks like I'm missing it, <laughs> but I won't be. But I won't miss the gentleman. Oh, Guy Ritchie. I'm not the biggest Guy Ritchie fan. Me neither. Every time his name is attached to something, I'm like, uh, here we go. But I still feel like he's a one trick pony. He is. No, I. Yeah, he definitely is. But the cast. I know. Ooh, I know. The cast and for the gentleman. And, and it kind of. I don't know. For some reason, it has. It gives me huge Matthew Vaughn vibes. Like hu- yeah, huge Kingsman vibes. Yeah. And I'm just there, like yeah, but I, I'm think I'm tired of this. Like 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 I like this kind of you know like Matthew Vaughn brought it back and then he just like killed it himself. Right. Like <laughs> like I know we're, we're he's we're, like no one shall touch this property. I know we're like, I'm killing we, it. We disagree on Kingsman too. Like we Kingsman was too 
it was nowhere near as great as it should have been, but it was fun, mindless fun mm-hmm. for me, I guess. A lot of people hated it because it sort of tarnished what the first one built. Yeah, yeah. so much reconning. And, and I so agree. Many. No, yeah. I agree. But I had fun with it. Uh, I feel like uh, it's just, it just so lazy in like its execution know. or whatever. But like, because he's just like, hey, this is Guy Ritchie doing his his own thing again. I'm like... Yeah, but like last time I really did like a Guy Ritchie movie, I it was the, the Man from Uncle. I loved The Man from Uncle. Right. It was a perfect August movie that didn't it didn't make much money, didn't market it wasn't marketed that well. That was the first time I thought Henry Cavill could really act. The sexual tension between um, Army Hammer and Alicia Vikander was like <laughs> was hot. And yeah, no had a lot of fun with the man from uncle but then <laughs> but then after that uh guy Ritchie went on to do king arthur Oof. that was a piece of garbage and, and then last year aladdin which was like Oof. so misdirected like as far as the disney live action remakes go the aladdin was at least like you know it had effort but even then it just wasn't enough and i and i still think it is mostly like at least putting it on to you know giving it to guy Ritchie. that was like that was a bad of, idea yeah that yeah. was a major problem yeah you know I'm not not do li- not do little stephen gaggin bad because <laughs> that guy had knew i didn't know what the fuck he was doing but right. like guy Ritchie, you just felt like all right he's just it's, it's just passable right you know it's just like salvageable so the gentleman well we'll see how that goes what's next rhythm section Ooh. uh the rita morano's next picture for people out there, Rita Morano's uh, like really good filmmaker. She um, I forgot the last. I think we're alone now. That was her last movie in 2018. She did uh with Elle Fanning and Peter Dinklage. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really really good. It's on one one of the streaming services. I want to say Hulu. I could be wrong, but like she's she's directed so many different like shows and and did the cinematography for a lot of a lot of movies. Like she did the cinematography for uh, the Skeleton Twins. Kill Your Darlings, Divorce, uh, the the series, uh, an episode of Billions, Halt and Catch Fire. Beyonce, director of photography for Sandcastles by Beyonce. Oh, yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> we love, uh, we we love Stan. Her. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, this is her her next picture. It has Blake Lively in it. Blake Lively, Jew Law, Sterling K. Brown. I, I think it was... She seems po- a pretty solid cast, too. Yeah. It was so supposed to be under another studio, but then they got bankrupt. It was Global Road. It was supposed to be under their releases, but then they got bankrupt. So like it went bankrupt. Yeah, Ooh, so like that's always just, fun. <laughs> so it just like went to Paramount and then Global Road just Paramount just, who is not bankrupt. Because no. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> part of the, the big four. Or yeah, like yeah. The big five. I don't know. Just since Fox is out, now it's like yeah. now the big five. Yeah. <laughs> the major studios out. Yeah, but the Global Road is now just like a production company on it. Right. Gretel and Hansel. Here's the funny thing. I've never seen the trailer for it. Okay. I've seen the trailer for Gretel and Hansel. I'm a little excited. It seems... Excited? Yeah. Not to like an alarming degree, but I am relatively eager to watch a January horror movie, Gretel and Hansel. What's up with like Hansel and Gretel type movies released in January? I, I don't that, know. I, I say that there's just like two. <laughs> this well, is the second kind well, of... Here's the thing. When I, when I heard that they were doing another sort of Hansel and Gretel themed horror thing, I was like, oh, I roll. Like, mm. whatever. Then I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks unnerving. 
But you know, trailers are also they, they can be misleading. Like you have Sophia you know. Lillis in there. She's shaping up to be. Yeah, she. Yeah, 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 for sure. Crown Heights represent. I will be tuning in for Gretel and Hansel. I'm curious. Birds of Prey. That will be our first episode. If if anything, like this is our first episode, but that this will be that will probably most likely be our spoiler first spoiler discussion. Yeah, so, yeah. this is just the preview to our first episode. <laughs> um, we are telling you guys what we are spoiling for you later this year. Yeah, exactly. So, so get ready. We're definitely spoiling Birds of Prey. Oh yeah, are we it's gonna are, are, are we gonna be traveling to New Jersey this time for it? Only if we must. Wait, let's tell, let's tell that story. Uh Justice League. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We went to New Jersey. To see Justice League. And this was like before I got into like getting invited to press screenings. This was before Rendy's uh, important era. <laughs> yeah, this was this was the the Rendy ain't shit days. We were uh, plebs waiting in line for early screenings back then. So we went to New Jersey. We took a bus out to watch Justice League. In and IMAX. Yeah, in IMAX. That was a moment. Yeah. That was a moment. God, we. I don't know how you still how you feel today, but like I still feel like I kind of rated it way too high. Uh, I think I definitely rated it higher than I should have because of the hype. Because I do love DC's characters a lot. I know their movies aren't the best, but DC's characters hold a special place in my heart. And it was exciting to see. I still don't like the Ben Affleck Batman. Not a fan. I mean, he's done now. Thank God. But like, <laughs> no, I know that. I'm just saying, like, even when I went to see Justice League, I was like, ugh, Ben Affleck. Or Ben Affleck is Batman. Ben, Sorry, yeah, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to bash not the actor ben. himself, but like just I his will. Batman <laughs> I wasn't a fan of. But I was just hyped and I did enjoy it compared to like mm. Batman versus Superman, which oh, yeah, that's was god awful. Yeah, no, that was a piece of shit. Justice League was objectively better than Batman versus Superman, I wanna say. Wasn't excellent, yeah. but it, it, it was better than... It wasn't Wonder Woman good. It wasn't one... Well, yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but it wasn't Wonder Woman good, but it was good to a degree. It was salvageable. It was salvageable. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. The, that's the word. Yeah, sure. You know, it's not like a full total disaster, but it's just like, all right, well, there's bits and pieces that work. But we went to New Jersey, and I think we were riding on a high or something, and... Uh, we rated it a little higher than we should have, but I didn't <laughs> hate it. Was, it was our Jersey brains. It was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard your IQ kind of drops when you set foot in New Jersey. So. Yeah, just when. <laughs> <by the fall. laughs> As soon as we crossed the border into New Jersey, it was just like, like our like, IQs dropped. <laughs> single digits, like. No. Was that SpongeBob episode of uh, <laughs> Rock Bottom? Yeah. <laughs> we just stepped foot in Rock Bottom to oh watch Justice God. League. You know, mindless. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I have a lot of New Jersey friends. I'm. I apologize. I don't, and I have New Jersey <laughs> friends. I love you guys, but fuck you your know talent. what? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I hate that's Jersey. on y'all. Yeah, yeah, that's on you. That's on Why are you guys. still there? Yeah, the only thing you got is a Six Flags in Hoboken. Yeah, but New York's expensive, man. Yeah, that's true. I feel that. Um, so yeah, Birds of Prey definitely gonna spoil that. You're gonna be shocked by this, but I actually don't like the trailers for this. Huh? Yeah, that's really? a plot twist right there. Yeah, that's a spoiler within itself. The DC <laughs> fan doesn't like the Birds of Prey trailer, but I'm giving it a shot. I'm going in with an open mind. Jared Leto's god awful Joker is out of the picture, thank God. So I wonder, I wonder how they're just gonna like do like get rid of him. I don't care, just get rid of him. I don't <laughs> care how you do it. You could literally <laughs> start the thirty seconds to Mars guy. <laughs> you could, you could start <laughs> the movie. Mr. J. 
You could start the movie with just like a black screen with white lettering that says uh, R.I.P. Joker and then just continue from there. And I'll believe it. I'll accept it. I'll just be glad he's gone. Like, I don't care. I don't need a full story for that. Oh, it would be like the opening of Deadpool 2. Yeah. <laughs> Where they have the, 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 Logan, <laughs> the Logan toy. It's like a oh ballerina box. And Harley Quinn does the same thing, but it's just Joker, Jared Leto Joker. Just for... I'm down. This is the story of how I died. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I'm game for that. Anyway, The Lodge, the Lodge. comes out the same day. I'm going to let you take over that one because you've seen it. I've seen it twice. Twice. Yeah, I have seen not it. seen it. I want to see it. So The Lodge premiered last year at Sundance, and I saw it uh, at the Ray Theater over there, and I was so, so into it. It's just so dreary and dark, and it's like, it is the perfect, it's the perfect movie for children of divorce. Whoa, hey. Triggered. It's, <laughs> it's literally <laughs> about like this, like this nonchalant dad who divorced his wife, played by Alicia Silverstone, to date Riley Carew. It was like, engaged with him and the, well, the first quarter is really like from the perspective of the stepchildren who's going through like their their own kind of grief uh don't want to give anything away but they they go through like this huge yeah grief. no spoilers we're not spoiling anything yeah yet. yeah yeah but like they're going through their huge grief and you're just like siding with these kids and why they're resenting their dad so much and then also resenting the fiance and then like they they find out that the um Riley Carell, the fiance, she used to be involved with this Christian, like super Christian cult back in the day. And then when they hit hit up the lodge, it changes perspective to Grace, the, the fiance, and how she, she's trying to like navigate into like getting along with these kids. Chaos just kind of ensues because they're just the dad just goes out to like for work and just leaves the, like grace and the kids together so they can it, bond it looks like a slow burn it is a slow burn okay it's a psychological it, yeah it's a great oh it's a great psychological I'm slow, down. Burn, I'm game. slow burn it, it, it's so beautifully filmed it's like it has this because it's in like the environment of the cold the coldness the blue color palette really matches yeah like yeah. the mood and and the tone of the movie right. and it has like a lot of like fun comedic beats that's just like are like relatable you know if you are a child of divorce and resented your either your parent or the person your parent your parent is dating was dating stepfather stepmother yeah. or like whatever yeah yeah it, it'd be like that yeah exactly and so there's like fun beats about with that too i, I love the movie well, i can't wait to check that one out valentine's day are you ready for this <laughs> valentine's Ooh. day we got day a lot. of lovers. The day of lovers. We've got the ultimate love movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. Because <laughs> you gotta go fast. Gotta go. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so first of all, take your significant other to see this on Valentine's Day. They'll probably end up either breaking up with you or <laughs> resenting you forever. I don't know. Or, or maybe or it could be a fast. good movie. Or I, it could be a, a decent movie. I don't know the redesign looks great jim carrey still looks like a caricature but then again jim carrey always kind of looks like a caricature i mean jim carrey is doing his his entire 90s shtick and i'm like all right well for kids being introduced to jim carrey now yeah. this would be like i guess a good you know a good step point but at the same time we like for us who grew up with jim carrey we're just like yeah we think we're over this okay. you know and i i don't i don't know about you but just like for the character of robotnik I think this it works for him, yeah. you know, because they are both like bumbling, you know, bumbling losers or whatever. But at least with like the different incarnations of Robotnik, the physicality is what it's, cracks it's me up. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, the because Eggman, Jim Carrey yeah. does not look like Doctor Eggman. Yeah, no, it not at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but like, but you know, but even but even then, there's like at least with the other Doctor Edmans, they were like he was a bit intimidating. You know, he was a bit menacing. Even when, but even even though they always like blew his shit. Still, regardless, I don't know. It's like it's. 65% works for me so far. Have to see the entire movie to really like give a fair criticism. If it at least gets like a 2.5 from me, because every video game movie sucks, with the exception of Detective Pikachu and right. and the Angry Birds movie too, yeah. which oddly enough stands out as the best video game movie of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody Interesting. even critically, look on Rotten Tomatoes. No, you don't. You wrote right, the Angry Birds movie is at like a seven, like 71 percent. That's actually really shocking. Which is which? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's significantly higher than you know it should have been in the first place. Like the fact that it is fresh. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if Sonic gets at least a two point five for me, like if it if it's you know at least watchable, then that's good for me. You know, like at least let it be watchable. Let I hope it doesn't make me cringe. Yeah, I, I, that's yeah. the last thing I, I want. Especially after you know the team worked so hard to redesign oh, Sonic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the team worked so hard to redesign redesign him. You could have just like fixed the screenplay. At the right. Same time. Yeah. 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 But that also meant like reshoots and everything. Right. Also, what's next on your radar? Because oh yeah, because it's a mess. All right. Well, yeah. well, it's not showing on the Wikipedia page that we are looking at right now. But <laughs> professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> but on Valentine's Day, you have the best movie of 2019 that kind of just only got released for one week. So I'm like, all right, fuck you guys. I'm still putting it as my number one. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's wide release is Valentine's Day because Neon was too busy working on like the marketing of Parasite. And they wanted, you know, Portrait to be, to be a success. And like it was initially supposed to come out like December six or whatever, and it came out December. It 6th. did come out, it yeah. Came, yeah it it came people out saw it, but it, it it's for, official. Only for a week. Yeah, yeah, but it's official, like wide release. Like, hey, here's the movie for everyone else. Yeah, it's, uh, you know the Valentine's Day, which romance. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. More sense than Sonic, but yeah. You know. But I feel like that's still like a cheap, you know, you know, it's just like cheap. You know, taking of the money, like, hey, yeah, you got, you got the lesbian movie yeah. on Valentine's Day for all the lesbian lovers out there, right? Right, you know, I mean, like, whatever works, yeah. I, guess. I mean, Neon did need they need the money, they <laughs> they're not really good at marketing, they really aren't. They, yeah, I mean, the fact that the portrait of a lady on fire isn't listed because it's a 2019 movie, yeah, technically speaking, yeah. it did already come out, but it's getting, yeah, yeah. I, I see, I see, I see, all yeah. right, <laughs> so um, that's why I was able to yeah. put out my 2019 best of. true, true, okay, Fantasy Island. I, <laughs> you, you don't know what Fantasy Island is, all right, well, hold on, I need. Oh, no, I actually have not... The uh, plane, the plane. Uh, Michael Pena. Yeah, it's based off the series, Fantasy Island. Oh, I actually... From the same... <laughs> from the same <laughs> from the same team... And get ready for this. The oh, same geez. team that, got, that brought you our favorite horror movie of 2017 from Blumhouse, Truth or Dare. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't speak to me like that. <laughs> He's spreading lies about me. Also starring Lucy Hale. All right. So we're going to go ahead and gloss over this because <laughs> I don't really care for anything Blumhouse with Lucy Hale. Okay. No offense to them individually, but I just really hated Truth or Dare. Oh, yeah. No, we so, both did. It was fun. It was that, fun for us to bash on. Sure. Yeah. We had fun laughing at it. But, well, okay. February is not looking great for anything spooky because I think The Invisible Man does not look great. Okay. Oh, are we, are we gonna skip over everything else? 
You just kind of um, well, I, I mean, we'll, we'll uh, jump back and forth. We'll, we'll ju- jump yeah, back and yeah. forth. But it, it, we were talking about a Blumhouse spooky film. And yeah, Invisible Man also comes out the same month. So I was like, oh, hey, let's get this over with now. Because <laughs> I, I feel like the trailer gave the entire movie away. And you can't, I don't see how they're going to pull anything off that wasn't, I don't know. I, I Horror films. <laughs> For me, I was speculating that like hopefully... This will be the surprise screen because uh, every year at Sundance there's like a surprise screening, a, yeah, a secret screening. One movie will just premiere there, and people will like learn about it like the week of or whatever. So like last year it was uh, fighting with my family. I don't remember what, what was the surprise screening the year before that, but 2017 was Get Out. Oh, that nice. Was the, that was the Sundance surprise screening. Good stuff. So hopefully it would at least be that. Elizabeth Moss is a very talented woman. I just, I don't know. I'm not convinced by this. Blumhouse has been... But, but, uh, but it has Lee Winnell. It's it's his directing, screenplay. Right, right. Screenplay, he's iffy. Like, as a writer, he's iffy because you still have, like, the other Insidious movies that he wrote. Right. And that last one was not good. No, I'm Especially not a huge... Especially how creepy he and the... His friend was. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on Insidious. I mean, Insidious was uh, all right, I guess. But again, I'm not good with the ghost thing. I'm not convinced. I'm not like terrified of. But he also did Upgrade. That was. Oh his, that was God, his, I that love was, that movie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I and love that was Upgrade. His debut, uh, you know, Damn. as a filmmaker too. Damn, with my Tom Hardy lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was sorry. That was that was his second directorial thing. Invisible Man will be his third. He did write Saw though. Yeah. He did all this. He did the first the three saws. saws yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't tell people that I enjoyed the Saw franchise, but I kind of did because because you're just crazy. Because I'm just crazy like you that. Yeah, it like grosses like me out. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Hostel was better. I'm gonna throw that into the void. Hostel was better than the Saw franchise, but I don't think people are ready for that discussion yet. How was that similar? Is this like that was the Eli uh, Roth. torture porn? Oh, torture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the terms of torture porn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eli Roth did it better. With the Hostel franchise, but Saw was more popular, I guess. I love being grossed out by those kinds <laughs> of movies. It's, it's like a sick part of me that I try not to. Uh... Mm-hmm. Well, you have also Brahms, The Boy too. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen The Boy, so I don't. Really, I see myself kind of skipping this. Yeah, I feel have like that's a skip for me. Oh, yeah. We're, we're being picky as fuck yeah, this year. Yeah. Last year, we saw way too much. Yeah, we got to save our sanity, I guess, for <laughs> like all the better films. Yeah. I'll throw like if my two cents of these several titles. The Photograph, it's a romance with Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield, and Lil Howery is in it. And I'm like, okay, I can't wait for that just because... You have Issa Rae and Lakeith. Yeah. And they're both they're both beautiful. They're both hot. Gorgeous. Yes. Both, yeah, exactly. Like, all right, hot black love. I am here for it. Please yep. give that to me. I want that in my system. I'm sold. I, my eyeballs need this. I'm sold. It could be bad. It could be really schmaltzy and sentimental. The, the trailer kind of made it look like that. Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, I'm just like, but it's hot. They're I'm, hot. I'm game for it. Yeah. You know, if you know, if they're steamy, I'm gonna be steamy. <laughs> And on that note, next film. Yeah. Uh, speaking of steam, the call of the wild. No, no. no. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford and the dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's like this uh, CG dog adventure movie, The Call of the Wild, based off the book of the same title. But it's the first live action f- action feature from director Chris Sanders, who directed some of the best Disney movies. He directed Lilo and Stitch. He directed The Crudes and the first How to Train Your Dragon. It was Chris Sanders and Jeff Dubois De- or Dubois. I forget. Dubois. Yeah, I don't even try to pronounce that one. Yeah, but like um, Jeff DeBloy kind of did more of like the, the the sequels of How to Train Your Dragon and Chris Sanders kind of 
was just the executive producer because it was both their babies. But like, this is his first real live action like film, and I hope it's decent. You know, I I I hope Sanders is able to like make it his own because like the streamline of like film animation directors getting into live action has been iffy. Like Andrew Stanton from Pixar he, when he did uh John Carter, which was just eh. Or uh, I forget I forget her name, but she um she did the the, the darkest minds of a few years back, which was a terrible movie. Jennifer Young Young Nelson, who directed Kung Fu Panda two and Kung Fu Panda three, and then she did the darkest minds. You're just like, oh come on, you don't need to do this, mm-hmm. you know. So I hope Chris Sanders is able is able to like make something salvageable, at least. Speaking of animation, we, we could, let's get into March. We have Onward from Pixar. That's going to be more your suit. Your oh, okay. level um, of uh, expertise in animated films is yeah. far greater than mine. Yeah. So Unless it comes to anime itself, then I'm the pro there. But, <laughs> yeah, but Pixar movies, that's your... Yeah, just Western an- animation is my thing. Yep. <laughs> Eastern animation is yours. Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. Do we call that Eastern? Like, I mean, we don't call things Eastern. No, animation. you don't. Call, I just call it anime. You just call it anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you have Onward, first Pixar original movie in fucking years. Wait, what did Pixar do last year? Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> what did they do? Well, um, <laughs> Onward, uh, yeah, yeah, from, uh, from Pixar. It's an original movie about two brothers played by Spider-Man and Star-Lord. So, you know, they are under Disney's, you know, Dis- Disney's teat. So might yep. as well. Um, but Speaking yeah. of teat, first cow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's a good that's a that's a good segue. But yeah, anyway. no. But on, onward looks uh, onward looks fun. Uh-huh. Like like it's original, and and I'm hoping it's decent. You know, it's just like all right, original movie from Pixar. It could most likely be great. You know, you could it could be Inside Out. It could be Inside Out level great. Yeah. Or it could just be Brave level decent. You know, well, we shall see, or you shall see. Honestly, let's be real. I'm probably gonna skip that one. What really? You're gonna skip a Pixar movie? Perhaps. I don't know. I, again, I'm tr- I'm going for the whole mental health thing in 2020, and I'm trying yeah, not to yeah. watch anything I, don't I'm not really... excited for. Like yeah. that's just you know. Okay. Yeah. 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 You All gotta right. yeah, you yeah. gotta stick to. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are practicing mental health. We are yeah yeah. I didn't do so great in 2019, so. Oh, neither, neither did I. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'm, hey. so, I'm so happy. I, just, I like I went to the doctor the other day, and then like I t- and then I asked for a psychiatrist, and now I'm gonna get a psychiatrist. Nice. I know, right? And I don't have to pay for it. And I don't. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> healthcare. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. All right. Yeah, what's for, next? Well, you did say first cow. Yeah. And let's 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 do that because I did see that last year. I think it's just fine. I'm not much of a Kelly. I can never say Reinhardt. I'm sure. I can't say her last name. I'm sorry. Reinhardt. Yeah, but I'm not much of a fan of her stuff. Her like a lot of her movies are really like slow burns stuff like that. But in like in drama, so I'm just like I'm either, I'm like either or on her stuff. And first cow was kind of like another one of those it's a near two hour movie about like it is two hour movie about mostly it's about settlers who's who uh, make their own go into business together like a like a chinese immigrant uh in oregon during like the westward expansion Uh, a chinese immigrant and um and a baker like an american baker or like a settler baker i haven't yeah i don't really know but like they 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 find a cow they find a cow yeah they find is it the first cow yeah okay yeah like a royal cow good that they didn't know was a royal good and just like start 
milking <laughs> and like that's they, they gross go, they, i love it they, they they go into business get together as like making bakery stuff i like the, that for, for a little village and cool. it's and it's funny like it's a really funny movie but it's just it's long it, it's it's two hours and it just did not need to be <sighs> but hey it's a24 right. it's kaylee reinhardt a lot of her fans will love the shit out of this um bloodshot is gonna be Vin Diesel doing what Vin Diesel does? Get shot and Get look shot. good doing it. I guess so. Um, that's right. That's what he do. Riddick. Yeah, yeah. Bloodshot is a superhero film that is not uh, the property of Marvel or DC. It's Valiant Comics. So we love diversity. <laughs> <laughs> Film diversity. <laughs> Comic book diversity. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, it's a Vin Diesel starring uh, little thing. So it might, I can kind of already predict how that's going to go. But And hey, one of the whatever. writers on it is Jeff Radlow, who, you know, who directed Truth or Dare. <laughs> oh, and, great. And, and, and Fantasy Island the month previous. Oh, great. What a track record. I mean, it, it could be fine. Maybe. Who cares? Let's bloodshot what do we care about next because for me it's a quiet place part two for the uh, end of march there yeah wow yeah yeah i was gonna say we don't yeah there's nothing much on march and there's so many movies coming out on the 13th you know yeah but i'm not but particularly of... stoked for any of them i know um <laughs> hollywood you fucked me over on my birthday <laughs> <laughs> but what was the best I got? I got Bloodshot. I got I Still Believe. I Still Believe <laughs> is starring KJ, KJ Apa and Britt Robertson. I'm like, oh, is this a spinoff of the uh, of a dog's purpose? It's because actually a Christian biographical drama. Oh, it so. is. Oh yeah, no, I know. It's just like it's just like those two were like the romantic leads of a dog's purpose. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And that was like my first time ever seeing KJ Apa. You know, and it's just like, oh, this is a weird, weird thing. Whatever. Christian drama. Nope. That's a hard <laughs> pass. Um, yeah. Anyway. This, my atheist ass. <laughs> right. A Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah. That'll probably be the opening night of South By, I would think. I'm not sure. I didn't look at the South By schedule or like the South By slate. And I should. But I f part of me feels like that would be like the opening. Killian Murphy's joining the team. So that's exciting. I finished Peaky Blinders not too long ago. Or caught up. You we love Peaky him. Blinders? Oh, Yes. Wow, you're the so good. You're the second person that really said that. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Yeah, watch Peaky Blinders. Yeah, no. The fuck? I, yeah, no. Like another one of my best friends, one of my best friends from high school, is like one of the last people on earth that I would expect to watch something like Peaky Blinders. But she loves the fuck out of Peaky yeah, Blinders. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great series. I bet it is. Available and now on Netflix. Um, and everybody... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Everybody loves Cillian Murphy. Um, Killian, I believe. Killian Murphy. Wasn't he in Dunkirk? He's in, like, everything Christopher Nolan does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the most I, part. Yeah, because I do remember you saying, like, talking about him um, in Dunkirk. Um, yes, he was in Dunkirk. Yeah, so I'm excited for that one. Oh, sorry. The, the, uh, for clarification, the opening night movie for South By is The King of Staten Island, which is the Pete Davidson movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made by Judd Apatow. Yeah. Because that's what he does. He gives platforms to nothing but... Anyway. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, last last thing he did was Trainwreck, and I do love I do love that movie for that one time. So yeah, Mulan. Mulan. Uh, I'm tired, Disney. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures. <laughs> I am tired. Consider me fucking exhausted. Especially after like last year, just like getting hit by Aladdin everything. is a dub. The Lion King is a dub. Everything that Dumbo Dis was a dub. Dumbo was a dub. Like just stop, 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 stop. 
But they won't. But they won't. Oh, they won't because they, they make money. But but yeah. this, I don't want to fucking defend Disney, and I hate them for this. But it's just like I don't know if you saw the latest trailer. It's just it looks like its own thing. You know, it has no connection. Yeah, it, it does. It, 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 does. It, it connects more to the lore of Mulan, the story yeah, of Mulan herself. Yeah. Nothing that had to do with the animated movie. That's fair. Aside yeah. in like even down to no Eddie Murphy, thank God. You know, and I love Mulan. I, uh, I love Mulan growing up. That's one of my favorite favorite animated movies. One of my favorite video VHSs that I had. But you know, I'm ready for new shit. I'm ready yeah. for like you know live action remakes to actually matter yeah you don't have to you know? keep reselling me the same stories like like peace dragon is still the best disney live action remake because right. it had nothing to do with you know with <laughs> with its original thing at all right thank you david lowry we love you we stand you <laughs> <laughs> at least you know you when you made a disney movie you knew what you were doing all right that pretty much does it for me for march mm-hmm. so april Peter Rabbit 2. I can't wait. The New Mutants, if it doesn't get delayed again, they're still gunning for that. Well, I was going to say, well, at least, all right, so here's the weird thing about Peter Rabbit 2. I'm kind of looking forward to that because the first one was kind of, was a surprise for me. Okay. Because, like, I remember reading so many reviews and like, yeah, why is Peter Rabbit so mean-spirited? I'm like, have you guys ever read Peter Rabbit? The dude was always a fucking asshole. Right. It was only fitting to have him, you know, his live-action movie be him voice-casted by James Corden <laughs> and for it to be, like, funny. Like, like, the, right. like, the first Peter Rabbit was actually really funny to me. And I kept laughing in my seat just thinking, why... Or what is going on? Yeah, no, I really did like the first Peter Rabbit. And it doesn't need a sequel. I say that right up front. It doesn't need a sequel. Uh-huh. But, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love seeing Dom Hall Gleason getting hurt. Jesus. I, I don't know. I just have a thing where I like... like Watching people get hurt. No, just Dom Hall Gleason. Coming know. from the woman who watches Saw and Hostel movies. Hey, I don't... <laughs> I, I'm not much of a Dom Hall Gleason fan. I just like seeing him get... Because like every, nearly every movie I see Dom Hall Gleason in, with the exception of Ex Machina, he's an asshole. And, and and I always love to see him get hurt, you know. So Peter Rabbit just gave me that bit of a cathartic release, <laughs> you know. So hey, more more dumb Hall Gleason slapstick. I'm here for. And plus, it's like the <laughs> and, and speaking of Star Wars people, it is the best thing that Daisy really has done. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> than those damn movies, uh. unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, New Mutants. I feel like that's gonna be. We're gonna have an episode about that. Yeah. I'd you be know. down to spoil that. Yeah. Wait, wait. We didn't even say, like, if any February or March releases that we should, like, have an episode for. Oh, for March, I'm down for A Quiet Place. That's actually the only, like, yeah. big thing I'm really looking forward to that, that month. February, Sonic. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. So- <laughs> and Birds of Prey. Yeah, Sonic and Birds of Prey. All right. Really, yeah. Anyway, uh, New Mutants is supposed to finally come out. We shall see. <laughs> it's been 84 years. There are still two months <laughs> between now and April as of this recording. So. Just drop it on Hulu. <laughs> Jesus. Or Disney Plus. Disney Plus. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, the Lovebirds, which is um, Michael Showalter's newest movie. Michael Showalter, he did uh, uh, The Big Sick, which was one of my favorite movies it, of uh, yeah. 2017. I, I love it so much. Lovebirds also has Kamel Najiani, Issa Rae, too. The trailer just came out this week, and they're like this couple who witness, uh, well, actually get inadvertently involved with uh with a murder and they both have to solve it themselves. It's kind of it kind of looks like date night but with like diverse <laughs> diverse, diverse date night. a diverse date night. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look good. 
it, it it looks like regular studio comedy stuff that will just annoy the crap out of me. But I give Show Walter the benefit of the doubt because his last movie, my Big Sick, is fucking incredible. So I I I hope this is at least salvageable, at least. Right. You know, like I have my South by open. Yep, yeah, I was going to say, it's going to South by Southwest, so... Cool. Let me see uh, real fast about, like, what movies, the feature, like, the big features of South by, because last year was incredible. Like, la- well, well, incredible, I just mean Booksmart. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> like, Booksmart premiered at South by, and that movie is just, um, it's just ama- incre- amazing. But, like, like, yeah, so... South by Southwest, they have the Kena Stein Island by from Jed Apatow, Bad Trip, which is kind of like uh, the Eric Andre, Lil Will Howery, Tiffany Haddish, Jackass style comedy, but they're not in makeup like in Bad Grandpa or whatever. It's just the three of them just like wreaking chaos and like different environments. Like those are like it was supposed to come out like last year, but then they pushed it all the way back to April for some reason. But they have the trailer. And the trailer kind of just looked inauthentic because it's just like, all right, it's Haddish has like an escape prison, escape prison person, uh, inmate. Escape prison yeah, person. person. Es- escape prison inmate. You have such inmate. a way with words. Uh, I am baby, she okay? She is an escaped prison person. Escape prison inmate. <laughs> and it's just, but she doesn't have any makeup. No, no, like, they're all themselves uh, interacting with people. And just they're like, so none of you guys really recognize Eric Andre, Lorel Howery, or Tiffany Haddish? And then they're like in black communities too. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, there's no way in hell you do not recognize Tiffany Haddish right. because her sister has been putting in the work. Work, yeah. Yeah. She's Let's see what else she does tomorrow. Is that a secret love? All right, I don't know any of these other stuff. All I just know is the Pete Davidson, Lovebirds, and Bad Trip. Well, but you'll hey, be whatever. there and you'll be able to watch all those, so that's exciting. I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to afford it, but hey, who oh, knows? Oh, hey. Hey, hey, I got like 20 days left on, off unemployment. <laughs> uh, wow, right. I should not have to say that. Uh, well, we got no time to die. James Bond. 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 James Bond. Who do you, how do you, how do you Bond. feel about James Bond? Um, Kind of tired of it, but might probably watch it anyway. I don't know. I mean... Have you seen the other one, like the other Daniel Craig Bond movie? Yeah, I have. I think I might have missed one. Because <laughs> I don't know. I remember everybody huh. like skipping Quantum of Solace or like not really liking Quantum of Solace. And I think Quantum of Solace is just okay. I don't remember if I. I can't remember right now. So you had like Casino Royale. Oh, I did see Casino Royale. That was a peak. <laughs> that yeah. Was, they they hit a, they hit it hard big with yeah, Casino yeah. Royale. Then it was Quantum of Solace, <laughs> uh, and then they just went all the way back down. Then it was Skyfall. I did see Skyfall, so I guess Quantum of Solace was the one I missed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Spectre. I lied. <laughs> Spectre's the one I missed. Spectre's the one you missed. Why can't I remember Quantum of Solace right now? I'm having a it brain was, fart it was, moment. It was, it was all like the desert scenery. Um, Forgettable, was, I guess, yeah, right? The, yeah. The villain was like an environmentalist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it's just like following Spectre, and this is supposed to be Daniel Craig's last movie. It better be fucking good. It better be good. I hope to God. We shall see. Yeah. What is next for April? Uh, that we care about. Trolls. That we care about. Trolls. That we care about. Okay, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing Trolls World Tour next. Yeah, but we'll get new Justin Timberlake music. And? It looks fun. Okay. It looks weird. The first Trolls was just like really like happy, sweet, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, all right, I'm not really into this. I love the aesthetic. It has like the Yoshi's, um, like Yoshi's Island. Like it had a Yoshi's Island aesthetic. Okay. And I love that about Fair, the first yeah. movie. 
But it was just like really bare, like by the numbers, bare bones for me. But like, but this one, look, it looks fun. It looks creative. And also it's weird. <laughs> like it looks incredibly weird. And I love weird stuff. So Promising Young Woman. I don't know if you Bo Burnham. Well, well, I mean, Bo Burnham's in it, but it's Carrie, it's Carrie Mug Mulligan's lead. The trailer's out right now. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I haven't, no. I think I sent it to you. Because it has like... Promising the, young woman. Yeah. The one with Carrie Mulligan. Oh, and, yeah. wait a second. Yes. I've seen the trailer for Promising Young Woman. And it premieres at Sundance next week. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I can't wait for it. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah I am I am there. Good stuff. Um, It's from uh, Emerald Fennel, who... Uh, who does Killin' Eve. Yeah, she's the showrunner of the second season of Killin' Eve. I've heard it's one of the best shows out right now. Yeah, I have a few friends who are really, really into that mm. show. Yeah, and I feel like I should watch it soon. At least at least do my little bit of research to see yeah. how I like the style. But yeah, no, but this is her This is her big showcase, and I can't wait. Cool. What about Antebellum? Uh, I don't think there's much to say about Antebellum. Antebellum, I'm... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. I just... Eh. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot, obviously, as I do with all my little spooky films. I'll give it a shot. Not exactly thrilled, as thrilled as I was for like films like Get Out and Us and whatnot. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'll give it. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Same here. May. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, uh, Black Widow. <laughs> Oh my god. That was just me expressing my disdain for Marvel movies. Am I going to be pelted with stones because of that sentence? But Black Widow did not need to be made. I don't no. care anymore. I mean, like, I mean, here's the thing. I'm happy that it was made. Just a bit too little, too late. Yeah, as one jo- there it is. As too jo- little, too late. As Jojo once said. <laughs> Jesus, yes, yes. <laughs> it's just like, all right, I don't care. We can spoil that one, though. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think ha- anyone genuinely to. cares about the Black Widow movie. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Just gonna keep it real. Yeah. I, I mean, if there's anything that I'm interested about, it's like everybody else that is not Black Widow. Uh, Florence, Florence Pugh and Q. Rachel Wise. Wise. Yeah. Rachel Wise, yeah. Wise, yeah. She's hot, and I've been in love with her since the Mummy. So, <laughs> the favorite. The favorite. <laughs> Obviously. Disobedience of the favorite. Ah, yes. Yes. My sister, my sister, my, my first sister, she's a lesbian. And so, like, she, she told, like, uh, made her watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And she's she like, I liked it. It's not disobedience. Yeah. No, nothing tops the two Rachels. I'm like, okay. Literally. I'm yeah. like, fine, whatever. I Go hear that. off, sis. It's weird. Like, you have, is she British or English? Wait, let me see. Yeah, Eng- Rachel? Eng- no, English Florence oh, Pugh. Oh, Florence. English Florence Pugh doing a thick Russian accent. I'm like, all right, that's sending me right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of bad, but like, <sighs> but hey, she's, I mean, she's up and coming. I mean, she's up and coming. She's nominated for an Oscar now. Yeah, I was like, like I don't think she's considered up and coming. Yeah, anymore. no, she's, she's made a name for herself. I was going to say, she made, she put in the work in 2019. Yeah, she really did. Like with um, Fighting With My Family, Midsommar, and Little Women all at yeah, once. Yeah, like, she could be considered established in her own way. Yeah, she could have a, she could have a, a Marvel movie as a treat. As a treat. But it's just like every time, every time I see, I see her name nowadays, it's just like, and she is dating Zach Braff. Why? <sighs> what? Where? Why? How? The five W's. <laughs> <laughs> I have no answer. I have no response. I don't know. Uh, I but. mean, hey, men in the 20s are terrible. Might as well go for a scrub. You know, she could have that oh, one. Oh, Randy. She could, go, she, she could go for that one scrub. But TLC, um, TLC will allow it. 
Oh my god! <laughs> Please just announce the next movie and move on. I hate this. <laughs> I am so mad at you right now. <laughs> um. So you have the personal history of David Copperfield was just something I saw from um Armando in 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 you. Iannucci, holy. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Iannucci. Armando. Armando. A new movie from uh, Armando. Armando, who did uh, (laughs) creator Veep, created this new show that just came out on HBO called Avenue 5, did The Death of Stalin in, was it, I think it was 2018, 2018? Really like that movie. It's so much fun. But this is his next feature, and it's a a family film, and it's about the Charles Dickens character, David Copperfield, not not the magician. I saw it at TIFF. It is so much fun. It's such a delight to watch. Every character has their own shtick. It's just so funny. Like Peter Capaldi has a thing for playing the accordion. Hugh Laurie has an addiction to kites. Tilda Tilda (laughs) Swinton just hates, I think it was donkeys. I I forget. It's been a while. But it's just like every time she sees like a donkey on her property, she just like scolds the like whoever's like, like, get you and your donkey out of here. So something like that. And it's it's just so funny and it's so pure. And like even Ben Wishaw, it was just like you cannot have a wholesome british production without having ben rishaw paddington right. himself right in it but this time yeah. he's the antagonist so it's just like the plot thickens yeah, i know it's it's very it's very basic it's a very basic like family movie and and, and it has its flaws but I, it's just so enjoyable, and I, and I, I love wholesome. I really just like wholesome movies. It, it makes me happy. It gives me the sense of nostalgia to when I'm young, and it's good storytelling. It's his most Armando's like most ambitious and most artful film to date. And yeah, no, I can't wait to for it to come out and other people to see it. Let's see, Scooby Dooby Doo, Scoob, Scoob, the Scoob, um, the Scoob, May fifteenth. Yeah, the animated scooby-doo movie from warner animation it looks fine it looks fun yeah yeah you've seen the trailer right no but the little that i've heard of it sounds fun i'm glad it's animated i'm glad they didn't try to go for the live action thing again that alone is convincing enough for me like well also it's gonna be like the start of uh i mean because everybody's doing their own cinematic universe warner brothers is trying to do like their their own hanna-barbera animated cinematic universe i'm actually shocked it took them this long right yeah that, that would, yeah that, that would have been like a perfect idea for them to be honest that should have happened a long time ago yeah because like you have like i'm looking at the cast member the voices right now you have um uh, will forte as as shaggy rogers taking over for uh what's what's his name what's his name what's his name not the original Shaggy, the second shaggy oh um, um, matthew lillard yeah yeah, 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 Ma- yeah matthew lillard taking over for matthew lillard they didn't even call matthew lillard they just like hired will forte and you're just like why why and even like like i love will forte right. so much but he's not like big big name to take over shaggy i would have know? preferred matthew yeah exactly but i feel like they kind of wanted like you know a significant difference and change like sure. a, a change of I, pace yeah make it its own thing yeah exactly like even frank welker's like i mean frank welker has always been scooby-doo but it's just like now like he's kind of more articulate you know like in the, like the like this movie you have you have him speak in actual like sentences and i'm just like a bit disturbed because it's just like oh yeah it's an old like an old voice voicing a puppy but it's still the scooby-doo voice fine um zach efron as fred fine uh gina rodriguez as velma sure amanda seyfried is daphne fine like like but it's just like with zach efron and amanda seyfried seyfried they were like 
they could just be them if those live Ooh, action. Yeah. But then you have Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman, which is not even like in the Scooby Doo lore. It's just like like another Hanna Barbera property. Then you have um Ken John as as Dino Mutt and um Mark Wahlberg as Blue Falcon, and there's just like another Hanna Barbera property. And then freaking Jason Isaacs as Dick Dastardly from Racky Races. And I'm just there like, all right, why did you hire Jason Isaacs as Dick Dastardly? Like, can he do the voice? Or you're actually going to have Dick Dastardly be menacing? Because, like, before before Dr. Doofenshmirtz was, like, everybody's favorite wacky villain, it was always Dick Dastardly. But, hey, I'm still yet to see in the new trailer. Hope it's going to be fine. Hopefully it's going to be good. Or, you know, better than all those Scooby-Doo other theatrical movies. Yeah, yeah. Fear of Fast and Furious 9. Before we dive into that, the organ donor. Okay. Is this something that you know? Uh, apparently the ninth installment of the Saw franchise. Oh, word. Uh, with Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock. Oh, wait. Yeah, wait. Yeah. This I, is Chris okay. Rock's thing that he wanted to do. Yes. I didn't know it was called the organ donor until just now. So we learn a new thing every day. Holy crap. <laughs> I have not seen anything about this beyond what Chris Rock spoke about or mentioned. I didn't know it was called the uh, organ donor. I didn't know it was officially the ninth installment of the Saw franchise. I thought it was, was going to be his reboot. I thought it was a reboot as well. Yeah, I thought he made it sound like a reboot, or at least I read it as a reboot. But I'm curious. I'm curious. I will be tuning in on May fifteenth, or maybe beforehand. To, to, to I don't tune know. It, tuning in. Tuning in. Tuning in. A fucking the, the, nerd. Like, like it's a series. I know. I will I mean, be checking it, it out. How come there have never been a Saw series? They have video games. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm tuning in. Tuning in. I keep saying it. <laughs> I will be checking it out. Checking the it organ out. donor. Anyway. Right, yeah. Fast and Furious 9. I uh, don't really. I'm tired of that as well. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired of Fast and Furious. I'm tired of Disney. I'm tired of a lot of things. I'm just tired. That's 2020 right there. We're all tired. 2020. This is a slogan. 2020. We're all tired. We're all tired. <laughs> but um, I'm assuming this will be just like every other Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's the return of director Justin Justin, Justin Lin. Lin. Yeah. Um, who did Fast and Furious 6, which yeah. is for me the second best Fast and Furious movie. I can't really speak much on it. It, I, it, was, yeah. it was the one where Gal Gadot died. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> the the I, one where she died just so she could become Wonder Woman. Let me explain how I view Fast and Furious. Every time I think of the Fast and Furious franchise, my mind literally just stops all other trains of thoughts and just goes room, room, and I just hear like car noises and then like, you know, the vroom vrooms, and I just see cars. And then that's it. There's, like, a splash of Vin Diesel's face and, like, Michelle Rodriguez's face. Paul Walker. Paul, uh, aw. I know. Still, still matters. You and know, then, like, like Ludacris. And Tyrese. And Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese. But it's just, like, a huge... And now The Rock. Oh. But it's just a huge blur of cars for me, and I'm not a huge fan of cars in general, like car movies. But uh, we did like Ford Ford, Ford versus Friday was great, yeah. yeah. But... I don't know. It's just a bl- like I can't get excited for Fast and Furious Nine. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like after Seven. I felt like they could have just it w- if Seven just ended perfectly. Like Seven was a perfect ending. You know, it made right. people cry. Yeah, yeah. You know, See You Again was such a song. Yeah, a hit holy crap. Major song. Yeah. And then when it got snubbed at the Oscars, everybody was so pissed. Like, bitch, we all fucking cried because of right, that song. Right, right. You snubbed that? Yeah. Fuck you, man. 
I hear that. Could have ended it there, but I'm like, hey, we we're finishing at 10. It's just blur of cars. That's all it is. And masculinity. What's next? SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. It's, yeah, third SpongeBob movie. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves. F- fully. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. No. For, first off, no. What? Uh, we got. The first CG. It's full, full CG SpongeBob. Oh, but I can get excited for Keanu Reeves above all else. Let yeah, me be. Yeah. It's just like, it's so weird growing up with SpongeBob and then seeing like the change of like the industry of animation and then just seeing how that also affected SpongeBob too. Yeah. Like the first movie, which is like, you know, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Fully traditional 2D animation with like even in the live action a little bit, but the character still maintained it to be 2D. Then you have the second SpongeBob movie, which was like, it was significantly two in 2D animation. It played around like with different art styles for the first half. Then by like the, 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 the climax, they go full 3D with the Antonio Banderas superhero stuff. Um, Yeah, Artemis Fowl. All right, I guess. All right, fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for a response to SpongeBob. I'm, That'll be our spoiler show. No, I'm uh, it's just it's a SpongeBob movie. Like I don't really know how to elaborate on that. We've all seen the series. We all love the characters and the memes and everything. And it's memes. like, how do you elaborate on another SpongeBob movie? Like it's just it is what it is, and it's fun, and that's that. Like. I don't think I'm supposed to, am I supposed to read into anything deeper here? <laughs> like, no, I'm just, I appreciate the new animation. <laughs> okay, yes, it, it looks, looks beautiful. Yeah. It does, it looks great, but, you know, like, it's a Spongebob movie. That's like, true. Just because you're older doesn't mean... <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All right, Artemis Fowl? I read the first book, and I liked it. I never finished, or I guess I never even continued reading the rest of the series, but... I've never heard of the series. Really? Yeah, never heard of Artemis Fowl. I read the first book. It was good. It's fantasy. It's, it's you know, another Walt Disney picture. The movie was supposed to come out, like, August of last year. But then when, like, Disney bought Fox and they had to restructure everything, they right. just took it. And they're like, all right, well, push him back to May. May is easy money for Disney. Like, they like yeah. a lot of, yeah, like, May is a perfect slot. Thank God it's not a new live-action remake. It's just, it's an adaptation. Uh, yeah. So, because you haven't read the book, it follows the journey of a 12-year-old genius named Artemis Fowl, of course. And uh, he's the descendant of a long line of criminal masterminds. And he's uh, looking for his father, who's mysteriously disappeared. Because, you know, <laughs> adventures. Whee! Adventure, yay! I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I'm probably going to check that out because I read the first book. So. All right. Yeah. Fine, I'll just drag you to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh June, June, my heart, yeah, my soul. Your soul? My soul. Soul. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pixar Soul. Yeah, let's start. Pixar Soul is coming out. Mm. Uh, Can't wait for that. Of course, it finally, comes out in June. Finally, on a you know black character. Yeah. Directed by Pete Doctor, who did all of the best Pixar movies. Like the top tier Pixar movies were mostly by him. Like Inside Out, that was his baby. Up, his baby. Monsters Inc. You know, it's just like right, all right. right. That's a good yeah. You know, and now he's like the like the chief head of of Pixar animation nice. since John Lasseter's out, and I can't wait. This is it gonna, looks great. It looks, it looks great. Yeah. yeah, it looks fantastic. I I was saying my heart and soul because Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I didn't mean it as a pun because Soul is coming out, but hey, it worked. Yeah. So. Soul comes out the same month in June, so that worked out very well. Can't wait for that either. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, I'm stoked. Yeah, it's Patty Jenkins. Patty. Jeez, Patty, Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Come through. I know, right? 
queen. I'm excited. And she's also like writing the screenplay with it too. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't want to elaborate on how excited I am for this movie. Because it's like, I'll just say it's the only superhero film I care for so far this year. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing you right now wearing your entire Amazonian uh, armor. You know, you have, it, you have it right on you. That's, yeah. That's, that's how stoked she is, everybody. Yeah, I wish I could show the audience the sword that I'm wielding. <laughs> and the uh, shield and the lasso. <laughs> lasso. Lasso. <laughs> the lasso that's tied around my uh, my belt. <laughs> I don't, where does she keep her lasso? Her belt. It is her belt, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Like, like she has like a little her belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. just making sure. I was like, am I remembering this wrong? Yeah, it is her belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So excited. God. Candyman. Candyman. Nia da Costa. There's Queen. a lot of. Uh, it's written by Jordan Peele, first of all. And Nia da Costa's directing. And Nia da Costa's directing. Yeah, uh, she did um, one of my favorite movies of last year, Little Woods. Not many people saw because Neon had no idea what the fuck to do with marketing. It. Their marketing is just. Their marketing's terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like they released it like a week before or two weeks before Endgame, and just like. All right, why did you just dump this? Especially since, like, she, she, she was already, like, announced before the movie came out, long before the movie came out, that she was going to be homing Candyman. Yeah. You know, and, and that should have been Neon's cue to be like, yeah. all right, let's give a shit, like, show the people how good she is at filmmaking before she's helming, you know, Candyman. I will say, however, the first half of 2020 has some horror I want to see. There's a lot. There's a nice little lineup of some spooky stuff coming out the first half of the year, which is interesting because um, a lot of people reserve their horror for like the October season because they're corny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised by how many thrillers or horrors or like mystery type of films are coming out mm-hmm. so early this year. I'm excited. We should spoil all of them. <laughs> uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll I see. Mean, I mean, I know we're going to have to, we're going to do like a spoiler discussion for Wonder Woman. Yeah. Probably Candyman too. I'd be down. Yeah. King of Staten Island, you touched on. Yeah, we already touched yeah, on that. Yeah, you touched Judd on that. Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson's yeah. movie. Pete Davidson did a screenplay, so like, I'll be seeing that in March, hopefully. Have my early review then. Top Gun Maverick, which means I have to watch the, the original Top Gun eventually. So Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Miles Teller. What Miles? Jeez, oh, I miss I miss <laughs> Ma- I miss Miles Teller. Let me not front. I would be willing to check it out. Yeah. Wait. Have you watched Top Gun? Yeah, I did a long time ago. Mm. I would need a rewatch. I think. Same here. Yeah. And plus, you know, Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Yes. I don't know. I I don't remember how I felt when I watched it. So I I gotta I guess touch base on that and watch it in 2020 and see how I feel. But yeah, we're gonna finish it off with with In the Heights. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, final movie that we will touch on for the first half of the year. Yeah, we'll pick back up and for July on a different. In, in June. In June? <laughs> yeah. We do the first <laughs> half in January. We yeah. do the second half in June. In June, yeah. You know, even though there has been like some trailers for some of the later movies of the year, like we have. We can touch on those later because there yeah. are a lot of movies coming. As yeah. is the case with every year, there are a lot of movies. Yeah, because you this... have like Tenant and, and the yeah. Free Guy and yeah. Ab- Ghostbusters, The Third Try. Yeah. The, thir- the Third Trial. <laughs> 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 the Jungle Cruise. Morbius. There's another purge coming. Like we just have a lot we could talk about. I mean, this this yeah. episode would be six hours long if we tried to cover every single movie. Yeah, like, but yeah, we could just finish it off in in, in the heights. We could end it with June in the heights. Looks beautiful. Oh yeah, John um, M. Chu going back to what he knows. 
Because, like, he, he did the best step-up movie. And even the soundtrack for that movie was just ball, was just, was just like, incredible. I'm excited. I'm And, of course, I'm Puerto Rican. And you've got Anthony Ramos in this movie. And you've got, like, just... Pro- projecting uh, heterosexuality. <laughs> 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 but I'm just, as a Hispanic woman, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just... It's it Lin, Man- it Lin Manuel's great. baby. This yeah, you know, it, you know what got him making a name for himself through in the Heights, and now it's an actual theatrical production for the director of Crazy Rich Asians, and now he's going to Puerto Ricans. Yeah, you know? hey, we'll take it. <laughs> you know, hey, <laughs> just let have John M. Chu just like direct movies of of you know every nationality. You know, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> as long as he, oh, yeah. you know, does it right. Like, which I don't think he has a problem with. Like, he's a great. He's, he's a great film. Yeah. He's a he's great, a great filmmaker. filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that before Crazy Rich Asians, he has been through a bit of a slump because his movie before that was like um, was Now You See Me Too. And then before that was J- oh, Gem and the Holograms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm like, all right, well, he, you know, he's done his fair share of bullshit. He did the Justin Bieber stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. G.I. G. Joe 2 that nobody saw right but he <laughs> you know he he did the step up thing and he did his thing on crazy rich asians and the uh in the heights looks beautiful and i'm that's enough for me like yeah that's true i'm game sweet so we can spoil that too no i'm kidding <laughs> spoil in the heights yeah <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but um, yeah no but this was a good you know steady status you know it's the first half of the year yeah we and that a, was a lot. Like there yeah. is a whole other second half of 2020 movies. Oh boy, I feel like yeah. For I don't now, even want to think about that yet. Yeah, that's yeah. I was gonna say, let, let us crap. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I feel like at least by June, like yeah. the beginning of June, we'll be able to have like enough material yeah. to talk about the end of the year stuff yeah. coming out. Yeah, and release dates could change. The end of the year stuff, like they s- do switcheroos every now and then. Yeah, like New Mutants probably could be pushed back yeah. to July. Yeah. <laughs> We might have to do a whole uh, three-hour podcast on just new mutants alone. Oh yeah, we'll do we'll do already ruins your childhood new mutants just because we have been listening about this movie in production I've, since we were children. Since we were children, I've, uh, new mutants has been in production since the actors were born. So um, Maisie Williams had a contract after she was birthed. Yeah. So um, yeah, this was pre-Game of Thrones, man. This is exclusive info right here. We just gave you an exclusive. Exclusive, yeah, right in the the start of uh, the year. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. So this is well, this is the start. There's a preview. Uh, yeah. It's this a preview is just of the, the year. This, yeah. This is the start of something new. This has been the Mine and Rendy show, or spoiler with Mine and Rendy. Or this is like the pre-spoilers with Mine and Rendy, I guess. Yeah. But this is just like our pilot. Yes, it's yeah. a pilot. This is episode zero. It's zero. episode double zero, and I think it's gonna be a great year. We're gonna have fun with this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have fun with this we'll we'll just see how it goes i am excited i'm excited i i'm looking you know like looking back at all the films we touched on for the first half of the year there's a lot of good shit and there's a lot of bad shit and yeah. i'm so stoked for all of it yeah yeah we're gonna have so, we're gonna have fun and even then with the bad shit we still end up liking. we have dude we have so much fun with shitty movies yeah. like i mean last year we were the only two people in the universe who liked dark phoenix right <laughs> that was such a moment yeah. i've never I understand the criticisms. Yes. But still, regardless, I like it. People really hated that. Yeah. And Why? Like, this is like the worst X-Men. I'm like, I'm sorry. Wolverine is just right there. X-Men Origins I, is right there, like, bro. <laughs> oh, man, that, Apocalypse is right there. And the Wolverine stuff hurts because Gambit's one of my favorite X-Men characters, and they just 
tossed him into one of those films as a throwaway character. And then they tossed that film into, and then they tossed the that solo was, movie yeah. into the garbage. Yeah. Along with Shannon Tatum's hopes yeah. and dreams. Oh man. Oh, I man. still think he would have been a pretty good gambit. He would have been really he really would have been. He wouldn't have been my first choice, oddly enough. I did like I was digging Taylor Kitsch uh gambit. I don't know. I mean maybe that's an unpopular opinion. We did like Dark Phoenix after all. Yeah we did dark like Dark Phoenix. But eh. 2020. 2020. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what Disney does. It already took off the Fox name out of 20th Century Fox. Yeah. So now it's just 20th Century. Yeah, and yeah. And now it's just Searchlight Pictures. Searchlight Pictures, yeah. Which is kind of like, all right, cool. I can't wait to see the logo and just having that terrible, like, chill and just be like, ugh. You know, like, th- that entire logo is just going to be changed. Yeah. The fanfare might stay the same. Yeah, I hope you know? so. But it's just like, ugh. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that was it. Thank you, Mayan. Thank you, Randy, for having me. Even though this is our show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Randy, for letting me be on my own show with you. Uh, <laughs> I uh, My name's attached to it, and I'm allowed to be here for it. So <laughs> Yeah. Tell the people where you are, where you they can find you, um, so you could get some followers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was I not supposed to say that? Um... No. (laughs) I am on Instagram and Twitter, like the rest of the world. My Instagram handle is It's Mayan, I-T-S-M-Y-A-N. My Twitter is not the same, but my Twitter handle is Mind of Mayan, Mind of Mayan, because it's stuff that's on my mind, and then I tweet about it, and now I get to talk about it in a podcast. Yay. So that's that. You can uh, find my nerdy articles on comic book resources. They're sort of fun little listicles and if you're into anything anime or comic books or whatever the case i think you're gonna enjoy it i get really passionate about that stuff and music i'll be covering a few shows a few probably a lot of shows this year for sound digest i've been in touch with a few artists and i'll be uh stay tuned to oh, find out Ooh, oh, cliffhangers okay cliffhangers. All right. and with that we say goodbye adios